Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's hour number two of Oilers Now, 105 in Edmonton. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Trusted by 6.30 Chad. Visit their new e-commerce site in order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. April Wine, September 2nd, Steve Earl and the Dukes, the 30th anniversary of Copperhead Road, September 23rd. And you can text us on our Westlock Ford text line. Check out westlockford.com for their great selection and go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Worth the drive to get your new ride. In this hour... Uh, the CEO of the Oilers Entertainment Group. He joins us once a year for a half an hour. Bob Nicholson and Kurt Hill, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, coming up at one thirty-five. Bob, welcome. Welcome to Rogers Place. How was your summer? You know what? I like your spot here. It's okay. I just wish there were players on the ice and it would be that much better. Yeah. But I, my summer was real good, Bob. Uh, you know, lots going on uh, with OEG from entertainment side, from uh, our whole real estate side, and so much going on with both the Oilers and the Oil Kings. Well, uh, too long of a summer for, for both teams. Uh, sick, we'll get to the junior stuff a little bit later because that's cyclical, and I think people kind of fundamentally understand that. Uh, this show is called Oilers Now, and we talk Oilers. And the team... Uh, after a, a you know a real good step forward year a couple of years ago, uh, you know, kind of hit the skids last year and and got up to 500 just after Christmas and then never got back there again. Uh, now that you've had a chance to decompress a bit, just your thoughts on on maybe where you're at and how quickly you as uh, the guy that oversees the company has to move forward. And say all right. What do we have to do to get better, especially given that there are some financial challenges with things like the salary cap? Yeah, you know what? Uh, first of all, uh, you know, this, I'm going in my fourth year as the uh, CEO of the Oilers and uh, the whole OEG group. 
hey, we got hammered pretty hard in the spring. Let's not kid ourselves. And you know what? We deserved it. Uh, we didn't play up to expectations, uh, and there's no one in the organization should deny that. Uh, everyone has to be better. But the one thing uh, from my uh, vantage point is I think we have majority of it right within the building. And everyone has to come back and has to do things a little differently. And if we do it a little differently, players come back and play up to the expectation that we have for them and they should have for themselves, I think we're going to get off to a great start. And, you know, the start's going to be real, real important. You, uh, you know, you were with Hockey Canada in 98 when Dominic Hasek stood on his head and won a shootout. And Canada got knocked out. And Canada didn't win uh, the gold medal. Best on best, first time ever. And there was sort of this national introspection as to what went wrong and why Canada didn't win and I'm just I you know to be frank with you I I thought it was a little much you know I'm like you lost one game the goalie stood on his head all right so maybe Rob Zamner shouldn't have been on the team just take the best players but can you look to your is it tough to look to your past experiences with Hockey Canada and implement or, or sort of theorize in relation to the NHL because it is a different game. You've got the salary cap component, those sort of things. How do you sort of weigh that? Yeah, I think you should always use the past for information, yeah. but you should never dwell in the past. You know, you always got to look to the future. And, you know, that 1998 always sticks out there, uh, you know, first time that the uh, men's had NHL players, first time women's went, uh, didn't win a gold medal in either of those. The country was on fire. And, you know, the key in all of that was, you know what, it wasn't all bad. Uh, there were some things that we got to improve on and some things that we should keep the same. And so you take out those couple components, and I really think that's what we've done going forward here. Todd McClellan's got a whole new coaching staff. Right. Those coaches are going to deal with the players totally different. The players, when they come in, they're all in the same uh, standard. They all have to show this new coaching staff with Todd what they can do, where they can play, how the power play, what the makeup of that is, what the makeup of the penalty kill. And what I see is competition. A competition at forwards, competition at defense. We really have two goalies that we feel both can play in this league. And I think competition at the NHL level is a must. You mentioned the goaltending, Bob, and because and there's question marks. Uh, I got to be honest. I've seen Koskinen play twice in my life, and once was during the Olympics. Like I, I don't have much of a read on him. Uh, but this was a guy that was coveted by other organizations, and there were other organizations prepared to go uh, prepared to go longer term. So, an interest. Do you have to defer in that case to your pro scouts and European scouts that think, hey, this guy can, this guy can play, and especially given that his name was out there as one of the guys that was getting a lot of play for a, re, a potential return to the NHL. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, you know, and Peter's done a tremendous job, and uh, you know what, I support what he's done on the whole scouting. Uh, staff from the pro to amateur. He's made major changes. I think you're starting to see that, Bob. We're starting to have real good assets in uh, in Bakersfield. 
uh, I think we've drafted really well. And then uh, Koskinen, y- yes, you got to rely on those. But I can tell you that him and Keith, uh, Mac T, all of those guys watched a ton, a ton of footage with that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I saw him in the Olympic Games. I saw him lose one to nothing against Talbot in the gold medal game of the World Championships. Yep, that's uh, the game I saw him in. You know, and he was outstanding. And, uh, you know, he wanted to come here for a year to show that he can play in this league. And uh, on the flip side of that, I, I'm a big believer in Cam Talbot. And, uh, you know, Cam will tell you himself, uh, he wasn't good enough last year and he's going to be better. Yeah, well, and that's what good players, that's what good pros do in every uh, line of work. We're joined by Bob Nicholson. He's the CEO of the Oilers Entertainment Group. Uh, you hinted a bit, by the way. I don't know if you remember this. Your March appearance on Hockey Night in Canada, you hinted to a potential. Uh, it was weeks before, and I watched them like, hey, he just tipped us off here that we might be signing a guy. Because <laughs> you said, well, we, you know, we're going to have to look, maybe think outside the box to look at goaltending. And, you know, I, th- I, I could have sworn you said the word Europe. Uh, now, the Sacra injury is a, is a disappointment. Uh, the, the team has not announced any sort of. Uh, projected return. Do you, is that still up in the air right now? Yeah, that's still in our doctor's hands. You know, right. we're going to make sure we're uh, really careful with them. Uh, you know, <laughs> you never want this injury. It would have been even better if it was earlier in the summer. But yeah. he trained so hard. And, right. You know, maybe a lot of our fans didn't see him uh, at the World Championships. You know, he's just starting to come around at the end of the season. Right. Uh, he played very, very good at the World Championships. So he was really on track to, you know, be back where he was. Now, this is going to uh, take him a step back. Uh, we're going to do everything we can to get him in this lineup as soon as we can. Okay. So, Bob, uh, theoretically, it's at least you know, a, a four-month injury sort of thing, uh, best-case scenario. That does provide a little bit of cap space in terms of the LTI, LTIR. The orders went out, and Peter signed, Peter Shrelly signed uh, uh, Jacob Jerbeck, who, who got pretty good reports from some of the guys I know in Montreal and Washington. But does it rule out the possibility that there might be something to happen uh, even between now and the start of, uh, start of the season? Not to ask you to do Peter's job, but whether or not... No, I, I think right now we feel fairly comfortable with where we are, and I think we ha- you know, we've got more uh, pieces uh, on D than we've had in other years. But it doesn't mean uh, once we get to camp, if Peter... Uh, thinks that we need to do some type of an upgrade or some type of a trade. You know, those happen uh, before the season. But right now, I know Peter's comfortable where he is with the roster going into the season. You mentioned uh, scouting. And the one thing I think we've seen the last couple of years is the emphasis on a hockey sense with Yamamoto and Bouchard. Do you think those guys can push? They're going to push. They're going to really push, uh, you know, just because their hockey sense, uh, you know, they're competitive players. Uh, you know, we saw what we saw here in June when they came. We have to be careful with them. They're going to be great assets for this uh, organization for a long time. You know, what's best for them and then what's best for the orders, you got to weigh that out. But uh, they're going to be right in the middle of uh, d- the decisions at the end. October is going to be a big month. For it's, the, it's the toughest month schedule-wise based on last year's record. Uh, the orders actually have, Bob, from uh, November 1st on, the easiest record or the easiest schedule in the NHL based on record. Uh, but their October is going to be tough. Team's going to have to be going right from the get-go. You know what? Uh I think you can go back and evaluate from last year's schedule. When I go through it, there's no there's no uh, easy games. Right. Uh, every game's a tough game. It's how well you play. If we, if we play up to our ability, we can win any night. Our team knows uh, two years ago what our record was after eight games, and we know what it was 
last year after eight games. That defined the season, and the season starts game one. So i got to get going right from the get-go. Uh, for the fans out there, I mean, uh, you know, there's an old saying, you pay your dollar, you get a holler. Uh, and I know you received some feed. You know, there were some people pretty disappointed. And the the question that I get asked all the time, Bob, is uh, was this a uh, – was last year the mirage or was the year before the mirage? And that's a, that's a difficult one. How do you, you know, how do you kind of weigh, weigh that, you know, an appreciation that, you know, the fans kept the orders, uh, buildings uh, – the, the, the coffers full. Let's, let's use that term. The building was sold out through an entire rebuild. Had a bit of a regression last year. Do you have an appreciation for how unique this market is and how much passion there is for the hockey team? I mean, you always knew that about Edmonton before, but now that you're living it on a day-by-day basis? Yeah, you know what? It's it's the best hockey market in the National Hockey League, and I say that. And uh, we've seen it when the fans are very hostile. And we've seen that now. Two years ago, I saw it when it was unbelievable yeah. and felt that. I felt the disappointment. It was more, I think, more disappointment last year than even anger, just because the expectations were so high. They're on, our fans are on the verge. They want to support this team, and we got to give them every reason to support us. And, you know, that's going to start with uh, not just Connor McDavid and Leon. This is going to be everyone on the team, coaches, uh, general manager, myself. Hey, this is. The month of October is real important. We're joined by Bob Nicholson, and when we come back in orders now, we're going to talk uh, a bit about harnessing the power of Rogers Place and the growth opportunities in the building, and then uh, some of the other uh, initiatives. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. That the others have worked on, including uh, the recently completed Helenka Gretzky Cup. This is Oilers Now, live from Rogers Place. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bob Nicholson joining us live at Rogers Place. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Bob, of course, is the CEO of the Oilers Entertainment Group. Bob, uh, we're going into year three of Rogers Place, and I had somebody from the NHL League office tell me, it takes three or four years for uh, teams and organizations to totally harness the power of a building. Uh, and I was like, what does that mean? And I said, well, you know, there's, there's, there's things you learn and things that you can improve upon. And we are going to have Stu McDonald uh, come in on Wednesday and join us over at 630 Ched and talk sort of more 
on a uh, specific level, but from your perspective, are you happy with where the, where we're at with the building right now? Obviously, the ice has improved dramatically and that sort of thing. It still is uh, at times cold in the building, uh, but just an overall assessment from that perspective. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we've done a lot of changes. You know, ice quality was one that we wanted to make sure was right at the top of the league, and I think we now have that. That was really important. Uh, for our our team, they uh, you know we we feel we have a quick team. We had other issues, washroom issues. I think we've addressed that, uh, and now we're going to look at a few changes around the Curve Restaurant, doing a little a uh, few other things around the Chairman's Club, some of our VIP areas, and just to make sure that uh, we're looking after those people in the right way. Uh, they're great clients and uh, you know fans that have been around here for a long time and on the entertainment side we're not going to the park uh, wait the lineup that's coming and Susan Darrington can give you all the details on that we have all the best artists that are touring in North America and well they want to come to a building like this don't they want yeah you said it they want to come here and when they come here they say the acoustics is great and the fans are unbelievable so that's really really helping us uh, you know Justin Timberley Drake uh, Fleetwood Mac, you know, the list goes, Paul McCartney, the list goes on and on who's coming into this building right. this fall. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because, you know, it's the Oilers Entertainment Group, so everybody knows we've got the Oilers, we've got the Edmonton Oil Kings, again, we'll hit on that a little bit later on, uh, got the Bakersfield Condors, and then you got the, uh, you know, all the concerts and things uh, since you run the building. Um, you did a little bit on the uh, rodeo front, and you did uh, some things with golf, and at times, can organizations get too overexposed out there? And, and does, it, does that create some challenges? And does that maybe focus an organization to refocus a bit? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in both of those, uh, with uh, PBR and the golf, I think they're great experiences. But, you know, when we were fortunate enough to get the uh, Ivan Alenka Cup and now branded Alenka Gretzky, yeah. we saw what that was. 10,000 people in the final game. Uh, you know, very good TV numbers. Uh, that's sort of the hotbed of this city, and uh, we're going to continue to do more of those. And, you know, you've talked a lot about NHL, NHL All-Star, NHL Draft. You're going to be in there pitching? Yeah, we're, we're in there. But the biggest thing for this city and is going to be able to take us to a whole other level level is when the ice district gets done when the uh the marriott hotel opens up the legends condos the sky condos that's just going to create a whole new atmosphere of entertainment uh for the hockey fans and entertainment fans uh not just in edmonton but in this whole region so we're looking at you know maybe three to five years away before the team i i is is in there pitching hard for these events or is we're, we're pitching now we're pitching uh, now p- pitching now most of these i think the nhl is getting really organized they're trying to get three years out uh, on okay. a lot of these so uh, our decks and our pitches are in there you know in just over a year the uh, some parts of the ice district will be open and so then that really opens us up for 2020 to really start rolling all right so uh, you just finished up the Holenka Gretzky Cup uh, I was here for the opening uh, game against Switzerland and then for the final uh, and uh, we had a bunch of relatives in, so believe it or not, I actually got off my wallet and bought eight tickets, and boy, was... That'd be the first time in your life, well, so that's, that's good not, to hear. Let's not spread too many rumors out there, Bob, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting because, uh, unfortunately for the American kids, they probably, you know, half a second off or whatever. I mean, but that said, Canada ended up in the final perfect case scenario for the Oilers Entertainment Group hosting the tournament. Uh 
do you, did you like the growth and progression that you saw here? And were you surprised that 10,000 people would come out in, uh, you know, the second week of August to go watch kids that have not been drafted yet uh, represent their country? Well, you know, I look at the start of it and, you know, I really looked at this and tried to do some comparison to what the World Junior was when it started. You know, in our first games, we had a good draw uh, number the first night. I think we had 5,500. Then yep. it slipped back to around 4,000 uh, people and then, you know, really took off in the gold medal game. It sold out at 10,000. The 10,000 didn't surprise me. And I really believe when you saw that atmosphere and the young kids in the building, it re- it was a mini World Juniors, the atmosphere with all the Canadian jerseys. And but more importantly is the fans in the Edmonton region said, wow, this hockey was special. And now it gets to come back in two years. A lot of times they just pick it up at the end right. and then you don't get it back for 10 years. Well, it's back here in right. two, two years and looks like it's going to be broadcasted on TV over next year over there that will continue to build the property. All right. Can you host the Holinka Gretzky Cup in the summer and then host a World Junior Championship? I mean, is that, I mean, 2019 is, uh, it, well, it's going to Vancouver, Victoria. I mean, so 2021 would be the next time. Are we in the mix on that, or you can't announce it yet? Or uh, Yeah, we're in the mix. We want, we want it. Okay. Uh, I think we had a heck of a bid. Uh, how we'll all put it all together, uh, you know, we might change that up. We have the best building in this country, Hockey Canada, saw 10,000 people for the Olinka Gretzky. Um, I just go, why wouldn't I want to be in Edmonton? All right, so uh, another World Juniors potentially in the mix. We're looking at uh, all-star games and drafts and that sort of thing. Uh, there's one other thing that you're involved with, and you got the you got the paraphernalia on today, IIHF. Now, my understanding, you're the vice president of the IIHF, so you're sort of like the North American representative for that. Is that right? You got it right. How hard is uh, Renee Fessel pitching you right now? Well, you know, it was good to have Renee in for uh, – yeah. Uh, four days uh, in Edmonton uh, around the Helenka Gretzky. You know, the big thing that's on his mind is, you know, the Olympics. How does he try to get the NHL people back to the Olympics? I'm in a very unique position, uh, you know, because I saw it from the eyes of the president of Hockey Canada. I saw it uh, from the eyes of vice president of uh, the IHF and now uh, as a owner and uh, looking at it from, from Daryl Cates' point of view. So I, I'd love to see the NHL players there. I think there's a way, but there's going to have to be a lot of give and take, and I think the uh, lot of give has to come from the IOC. Yeah, and we'll wait and see on that front. Just to wrap up, because we're going to bring Kurt Hill up here uh, momentarily. He's the new uh, president GM of the Oil, Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, the Oil Kings were the last WHL team to have won the Memorial Cup in 2014. They had a three-year run where they had 50-plus wins every year and we're in the WHL final. Uh, they've gone on some tough times. There's some cyclical uh, natures that come with junior hockey. Randy Hanch, the general manager, had been offered jobs you guys had, had to fend off for two or three years and ultimately ended up with another uh, NHL organization. But just a, a thought on, uh, you know, five first-round draft picks over a three-year run for the Oil Kings, including the number one pick this year. They'll play on the team next season, not this year. But it's it's a young, growing team that's probably a year or so away, aren't they? Yeah, you know what? And uh, In fact, uh, just before I came up, I had a quick uh, five minutes with Kurt. And uh, first of all, on Kurt, I think he's real good. Uh, he's a young guy that really is uh, starting to know the players, starting to know the league. He's respected already. Uh, he worked in the Western Hockey League office. You know, he scouted for Chicago Blackhawks. So his resume is pretty deep for a young guy. But I just 
just love his communication skills. Uh, he's communicating very well down into the coaching staff, which is his key area that he has to. But he's already reaching out to all of our prospects and their families. And, you know, he's got the title of uh, president, which has been added. And I thought it was really important that uh, he became the president GM so he sits in the meetings with the executive. So that there's more on the executive uh, agenda from the oil kings than we've had in the past. And I think with his great uh, communication skills, that's going to help the whole organization. Bob, just uh, we, we might not get you on for another two or three months. Uh, just uh, maybe a final comment for the Oilers fans listening right now in Oilers now. Yeah, you know what? Uh, to all you fans, they're, they're, they're the best fans in hockey. And I don't just say that because I'm sitting here and uh, they're listening. Uh, you are. Um, Keep the foot to the pedal. Uh, keep the pressure on us. Uh, we're going to absorb it. It's not going to be pressure. We're going to uh, make this a fun season, and we're going to enjoy it. And um, we're going to start in Europe, which isn't going to be easy, but the team's going to get together, and uh, we, you're going to see a lot of positive. That's Bob Nicholson. Bob, just keep your headset on for 15 seconds. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, uh, Kurt Hill, the president and GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.